city. Yeah. DC, that's where I'm from. 11:30 podcast. Dre and Willsy is the new one. Let's get it. Yeah. Who with me? Let's get it. Yeah. No with me. Yeah. I'm from the city. DC, that's where I'm from. Let's get it. 11:30 podcast. Dre and Willsy is the one. So let's get it, baby. Yo, what it do, everybody? It's your man, Dre, a.k.a. Dre on Wheels. This is episode 51 of the 1130 Podcast Talk Pro Wrestling. What's goody? How everybody doing out there? Appreciate you guys joining me back here for another great episode of Talk Pro Wrestling, man. It's Friday. Everybody, day going, man. It's the weekend upon us, man. For real, yo, man. It's about to be May. <laughs> you know, it's been an entertaining April, to say the least. But good morning, good night, good afternoon to all my listeners all across the world, you guys. Mexico, Canada, Germany, uh, all over the states, you guys, man. I appreciate you guys joining me back here for another exciting episode. Uh, if you guys are watching on YouTube and if you're new to the podcast, get ready. It's going to be a great one, you guys. Uh, but if you're watching on YouTube, don't forget to hit that subscribe button down below. Smash the notification like it leave a comment it share it so we can get the 1130 podcast up and out there even more and also you guys man don't forget to follow the 1130 podcast on all social media platforms but you guys man it's going to be a great episode you guys lined up for the books man i'm telling you it's going to be a great one you guys but first up i got two guests but first up you guys my guy freddie hudson you guys he wrestles from paradigm pro wrestling grindhouse uh pro wrestling you guys man just to name a few he's the shooter you guys from louisville Kentucky, my guy Freddie Hudson is going to be joining me here on Talk Pro Wrestling this week, you guys. And also coming up later on on the podcast, you guys, my guy the Prez from Quebec, Canada, you guys. He's a commentary, you guys. He's going to be joining me. He's the host of RF and Show on YouTube. Man, it's going to be a great show, you guys. For real, it's going to be a great show. But before we get into everything, man, I want to shout out my guest who was on last week, Big Man K Tuma, for stopping past here on the 1130 Podcast Talk Pro wrestling but you guys man let's not waste no more time let's get into the show my man freddie is right there he's waiting yo man freddie what's going on with you bro good man how are you today i'm, I'm doing wonderful i'm doing wonderful how your day going it's doing good so far just uh just hanging out really today just had to have another rest day okay okay that's pretty cool that's pretty cool how, how's everything been going for you though uh, everything's going good, actually. Um, everything's going a lot better and all. So, feel pretty good about everything. Okay, okay. Uh, have you been staying focused, though? I haven't, uh, I haven't like, you know, had you on the podcast in, in a while, though. I think last time I had you on, uh, you were about to go up against Myron Reed. That was last year. But uh, how have you been, you know, mentally and stuff like that? Uh, I've been good mentally. Um, when I last time I was on here, I was going against Myron. Um, it was, it was real good and everything. And then um, I was Paradigm Pro Wrestling Champion. And then um, I lost it to Myron, sadly. But I do hope to get it back. But um, ever since then and everything, um, everything's been good. Wrestling's been a lot better for me and everything. Getting a lot more uh, opportunities, better opportunities for me and everything. And uh, I got a lot of things coming up in a way. Oh, okay. Yeah, that old that old thing with uh, Myron Reed, man, was pretty dope, man. It was pretty. It was pretty. What, what'd you take away from that one? Because I, you had a lot of people talking about that one. Yeah. Um, I think I took the big thing that I took away from it was um, the aspect of us telling a story between us two, being us two, being from the same city, 
and us wanting to uh, being us uh, representing the company since the beginning of Paradigm. That's being both from Kentucky. We both wanted to put love on the map, put Paradigm on the map, and everything. And it felt good to do that for Paradigm and for the city of Louisville. Okay, that's cool. That's cool. How's Louisville right now? Uh, is it is it still under uh, COVID restrictions right now? Because I see a lot of places, you know, starting to open, uh, you know, back up. Um, it's it's still under COVID restrictions and everything. Um, recently, I did move to Florida, and then I just I moved back and everything because of family and all. So me coming back and everything, there's um. They're still doing the mask mandate and everything, and um, everything's been, I wouldn't say everything's been open and all. There's some places that are open, and there's some places that, like, have certain capacity and everything. Mm-hmm. But uh, from what I've seen coming back and everything, everybody still wears their mask. Everybody still gets vaccinated and everything. Oh, okay. So you took the trip. You moved to Florida now? Yeah, I did. Uh, recently, I was there for about five, six months and everything. It was pretty nice. Um, it was ungodly. It was hot. Like it's, <laughs> it rained for like twenty minutes and then it stopped. But I think it was just, I think it was just time for me to come back home and everything. Oh, okay, yeah, that's what I hear about the stories about Florida. It rained for like twenty minutes and then it's, then it's hot or sunny like that. You prefer Florida or you prefer uh, Louisville? Um, I prefer Louisville over Florida. <laughs> yeah. It's hometown, hometown. Yeah. Okay, okay, that's what's up. That's what's up, man. Uh, you've been uh, you've been killing it lately, man. Uh, and also, you talked about uh, you making your debut in uh, OWA and stuff like that. I also seen you, um, the tag champions. Uh, you were tag champions, but don't die, uh, Miles. How was that? How was that? What was that like? Um, it was great, actually. Uh, yeah, we are uh, we're tag champions right now for um, Asylum Wrestling Revolution and uh, base have. Indianapolis, Indiana, uh, Indianapolis, Indiana, um, runs every fourth Sunday, I believe, I can remember, every fourth Sunday at the Emerson Theater, and, uh, we were tag champs for, man, um, I think it's more than 100 days, actually, if I can think back at all, um, yeah, there's been, like, a couple of things to where, um, I wasn't able to make it and everything. So we found a a replacement for one of the shows that we had. But since I moved back and everything, we're going, we're full force. We're coming for every tag team and everything. We just want to make a name and tag team wrestling together and everything that we want to be. We Our main goal is to be one of the best up and coming tag teams and everything and all. Okay, that's what's up. That's what's up, man. I dig it. I love I love some tag team wrestling, man. I really do. I love some tag team wrestling. I talked about how you just made your recently uh debut also in uh o- OWA. How was that like? You was a surprise debut also. Yeah, it was. Um it was just it was like it was a short notice, really. Like we um I was here in Louisville, Miles was in uh Indianapolis. And we're like, we're in a group chat together, me and him. And then out of the blue, like, I'm chilling, he's chilling. We're like on a, we're on for FaceTime, we're just talking about video games and whatever and wrestling and stuff. And then we both get like a notification on Twitter uh, from the promoter of OWA saying, hey, uh, we would love for you guys to come and everything. You guys would be like a surprise and everything. So that, that was pretty sweet, actually. 
I've never wrestled for OWA before. That, that was my first time ever there. I know Miles has wrestled there before, so it was pretty neat, really. I, I wasn't standing in the gorilla position just waiting, you know, knowing that you're about to make your surprise debut. Um, it was it was real, it was really cool. Uh, the venue was real nice. Um, it's like it's like an old nightclub in uh, Columbus it's called the Kings of the Club. And it was really nice the way how I set up and everything and just going out and hearing the response that we got and everything, us just being there, never before seeing there, resting as a tag team in Ohio. I think that was like the biggest our uh, like accomplishment there and everything. Okay, yeah, it gotta make you feel good, man. Uh, how, how, how do you uh channel, channel that emotion, you know, all day? You know, you're about to go out there at night, you know, they don't know, but you know, and you're about to do your thing, you know. So, how do you challenge that energy? I know they're drilling it, uh, don't wear off after that for a while, yeah. Um, mostly for me, channeling that type of mentality to go out there as a surprise and everything. Uh, most of the time, I just listen to music, really. Um, I mainly listen to J. Cole because I like a lot of his music and all. And then sometimes I listen to like Chance the Rapper or um, Earth Gang or Ari Linux. But I mostly just listen to music, trying to get in the zone and everything. And then whenever our music hit, it gets real hot for our music. And then we just go out. And from there on, we just have fun. Okay. That's what's up. That's what's up. So you just be vibing, got your headphones on, and just be in your little zone right there. Okay. That's cool. That's cool. Yeah. Uh, if you can, speaking of music, if you can create a, a versus battle, uh, uh, who would it, who would it be? Um, man, um, I would like to see in like in a versus battle of music. I would want to see um, Kendrick Lamar versus. Um, I say Kendrick Lamar versus Tupac. Ooh, man. Yeah. Okay. That'll be really that. good. Yeah. That'd be, that, that'd be really good, man. Really, really good. Tupac versus Kendrick Lamar. I would probably said J. Cole since you mentioned J. Cole. You know, I don't think I've seen him in one uh, league either over that. Yeah, man. Them versus battles been uh, taking off. And it's also a good way to kind of like channel yourself, you know, in the back, get yourself ready. Uh, you talked about video games. What kind of games you into? Uh, I'm mostly into uh, NBA 2K and then some WWE games, but I mostly just play 2K all the time, really. Okay, NBA 2K, you got the new one? 2K, what, 21 yeah. or 22? Yeah, yeah, 21. Okay, okay, yeah. I've been trying to say I got to get my hands on that because I'm a big fan of the my career mode. So uh, the last WWE uh, 2K game was for some crap, so I didn't get that one. And then I think last year, uh, I think it was like Battleground, the animated one. So I didn't really get that one. So I'm waiting for this one to come out. They kind of like been showing a little bit commercials of it somewhere. Yeah, I'm, I'm really a big sports game. I like NBA. So, man, we got we to gotta get one-on-one -on -one, one day. We got to do that. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, <laughs> that'd be real cool. Uh, but, hey, yeah. Uh, what are you, you planning on taking your uh, wrestling career next? Um, I plan on taking my um I really want to elevate myself as a performer and also like as a tag team wrestler and everything. So um, my main goal is to just get out there more than what I was doing before in the past three years ago and everything. I want to 
start branching out the shows that I'm not on to just mm -hmm. go and um, see how they do things um, and make a name for myself out there in other places. Um, okay, that's what's up. That's what's up. Um, uh, you, did you like, did you always wanted to be in, in, a, in a tag team or the singles run kind of like got a little uh, stale for you at the moment? Um, I've liked tag team wrestling and everything. I've, I've been in a couple of tag teams before. Um, my first ever tag team that I was a part of was um, the disrespected was between um, me, a uh, former grindhouse training that I trained with from the first beginning was uh, Zachary David Pittman and a guy from Kentucky named Trip Richards. Um, we were a tag team, we were a trios and paradigm. And then that broke off. And then um, I was in another tag team at my uh, wrestling school whenever we were running shows on every uh, Friday, I mean, every Sunday at Grindhouse Pro Wrestling. Uh, we were um, part of a tag team. We were called Kappa Tappa Kega. It was me, Rich Domage, and then our leader, which was uh, named uh, Biff Wellington III. But he retired, so me and uh, Rich Domers decided to uh, just keep the tag team going on. And then Grindhouse stopped running. And then we decided we were going to go on our separate ways, do our own things. And then me and Miles just, he needed a tag partner because his tag partner that he was going to have got injured. So he called me up on the phone. We were talking about everything. I was like, hey, man, like, if you need somebody, I can be there. So yeah, that's kind of how we came along. Okay, that's what's up, man. Hey, you gotta you gotta have a partner that's gonna have you back in the wrestling business. Uh, I looked at my man, uh, uh, Don't Die Mouse. He's he's dope in the ring. So you guys are gonna keep killing it. You guys are gonna kill it in uh in the wrestling business, man. Uh, but we're gonna move on here, you guys, on Talk Pro Wrestling. Um, growing up in uh, wrestling, you, we all know a lot of uh, wrestlers sometimes play uh, gimmicks, and we, you know, we got some guys just coming out there straight being themselves. Though, um, what is your least and favorite gimmick throughout watching wrestling? Um, my favorite gimmick that I've seen. Um, my favorite gimmick is Max the Impaler, like. Her her gimmick, her character and everything is just unbelievable. I love it. Mm -hmm. I've i recently I recently just watched her uh, wrestle on uh, Ring of Honor for uh, this uh, yesterday actually for Ring of Honor when they were doing the women's division on Wednesday and I was like just seeing her there was like badass. I loved it. Um, least favorite gimmick. Um, Honestly, I don't know. I haven't really seen any least favorite gimmicks I've seen before, so I really can't say that I have one. Okay, okay, cool, cool, cool. If I, if I had to say, you know, uh, favorite, of course, you know, nowadays in, in this era, um, Orange Cassidy. Orange Cassidy was, uh, you know, when I first saw him, I was like, you can't be serious, though. I mean, like, a lot of people, of course, you know, didn't like him, of course, because he had his hand in his pocket or he was just, you know, a certain type of way. But I was like, this mm -hmm. guy's pretty cool. Like, I really like this gimmick or whatever. But, yeah, he kind of died down a little bit in AEW. But uh, I hope he keep picking up the steam. I think he got a, a win this past week on AEW, if I'm not 
uh, sure. But uh, yeah, man, I, I really love Orange Cassidy though. But uh, you talking all time gimmicks though, man. The Undertaker, The Undertaker, I think was badass, man, and just everything. Uh, what was your favorite version of The Undertaker? Uh, my favorite version of The Undertaker was um, The American Badass because his song uh, Rolling by Lip Biscuit was really good. <laughs> I liked it. Okay. We, yeah. we, we, we on the same table. I, I asked uh, a couple of people uh, that question, and they was always like, uh, they even said the, the Ministry of Darkness side, that was their favorite part, or just, um, you know, uh, some of the oldest stuff or stuff. But my favorite part of, of him, of the Undertaker is the American Badass, though. That's what's up. That's what's up right there. Um, but uh, you and you in the wrestling man, and I know being on the road it could be um, could be you know a little difficult at times. Though, how do you balance you know family and relationships with being on the road? Um, uh, the way I balance it and everything is, um, I see my family mostly mostly as I can and everything with um. COVID going on and then wrestling and everything. Uh, I just see him as much as I can throughout the week and everything. And then uh, with wrestling on the weekends and everything, um, I know that I'm going to be gone for like one or two days or even three days, depending on how far I could go. So I'll see them again before I could leave. And then I'll stay uh, in communication with them through like we have a family group chat with family from here and then family from Georgia, like my stepbrothers and sisters and everything. So we stay in contact with each other like almost every day, you know, so it was okay. good. Hey, that's what's up, man. That's what's up. Because, you know, wrestling's man got a heart, you know, always been on the road, you know, trying to, you know, make time and, you know, family relationships and stuff. So, hey, man, keep doing your thing. Keep doing your thing. What's next, though? What's next for Freddie? What's, what's on the horizon? Um, up next, really, is um just branching out and um, getting my brand more and everything. I'm going to start be, uh, I got some merch online on a, a couple of my t-shirt stores and everything. Then I'm going to start um, making, uh, getting some merch out there and everything. So, yeah. Okay, cool. That's what's up. That's what's up, man. Hey, uh, Freddie, man, I appreciate you this, being here. This is here. my niece. I want to say hi. Hey. <laughs> hey, that's what's up, man. That's pretty, pretty cool. Uh, before I let you go, man, what was your thoughts on uh, WrestleMania? Did you enjoy it or was it, you know? Yeah, I um, I actually enjoyed it. Um, I didn't get to go, even though I lived in Tampa and everything and tickets were like dirt cheap and everything. I decided to save my money and also I watched it with a friend of mine, Zach Thomas, who's from Ohio. Mm -hmm. So I watched it with him and we were watching... Um, Night two, I wasn't able to watch uh, night one at the moment. So yeah, we I loved it honestly. Like we had we had friends that were there that tell, told us certain things that they saw that we couldn't see on the TV screen, which is pretty cool. They're seeing live. So, but I really enjoyed it. I think my favorite match had to be um, Edge versus Rome. No, uh, no. Okay. That was like my second okay. favorite, okay. but my okay. top favorite match. Okay. Just go <laughs> yes, <laughs> my fa my favorite match was uh the Fiend versus yeah. Randy Orton. Okay, was it was it was it your favorite match because of the surprise you know factor at the end? Yes, definitely that. That kind of like threw me off, and I kind of got like my mind going on like what I think what what could have been. 
like this story or whatever and everything but like yeah i think that like threw me off big time just seeing the ending and everything okay do you think she's going to come up with her character to kind of like face off with uh uh um, um brain or the thing um i don't know my thought process was like that she's controlling him but i don't know i could be wrong like a lot of my friends said other theories about it and everything so i kind of just want to just expand my disbelief and just be surprised to see what's going to going to happen okay okay hey, I, i'm surprised that it happened and i'm i'm looking forward to where it goes man but freddie man i appreciate you joining me this week here uh, on the 11.30 podcast, Talk Pro Wrestling. Before you go, any shout-outs, anything you would like to say? Any questions for me? Yeah, uh, I just wanted to say shout-out to um, Paradigm Pro Wrestling, Ohio Wrestling uh, Alliance, and uh, my buddy, Don't Die Miles, and everything. And then I want to uh, say uh, everybody follow me on social media, uh, Facebook, Freddie Hudson, my uh, athlete page, Instagram, and Twitter, Freddie Hudson 15 um, buy my merch off of Pro Wrestling Tees slash Freddie Hudson. Um, and also, uh, check out my merch on my, uh, brainbustertstore.com slash Freddie dash Hudson and everything and, uh, purchasing merch for me. Okay. Okay, man. Hey, man, with the first of the month coming up, man, I think I'm going to give me a Freddie Hudson shirt, man, for real, because I, I be needing some new gear for the podcast. <laughs> for real, man. Hey, Freddie Hudson, man, I appreciate you joining me uh, on the 1130 podcast this week, man. Uh, thank you, man. Stay safe. Keep killing it, man. Keep killing it. Keep doing your thing, man. Thank you, man. You too. No problem. No problem. Yo, my man, Freddie Hudson, man. Thank you for stopping prayers here on the 1130 podcast, Talk Pro Wrestling. It was an awesome time chatting with you this week, man, on the podcast, man. For real, I got to get me a Freddie Hudson shirt. I was just saying for the uh, podcast, I was like, man, you know what, man? I got to go to the store. I got to get me some new shirts. Uh, for real, man, because that's like the main thing that I I, I kind of like worry about. New shades and hats and stuff like that. But I was like, definitely got to get me some new shirts, though. But uh, yeah, Freddie Hudson, man, keep doing your thing, man. Hey yo, uh, don't die, don't die, Miles. Shout out to him. Uh, shout out to Paradigm Pro Wrestling, man. Uh, yo, man, just keep doing your thing. Everybody on the independent scene, keep grinding at it, man. Because I know there's some tough times right now. Uh, but uh, yo, man, just it's gonna pay off. Uh, have faith, keep believing, and keep you know keep dugging it out, man. But uh, my man Freddie Hudson it was an awesome time chatting with you on the podcast, man. My man said he had to go. He had to go back home. Man, for real, I, I've been in D.C. all my damn life. I'm trying to go to Florida for real, for real. At least one time, you know? And maybe Louisville, of course. Of course, man. But, uh, man, it's been fun. It's been fun. But, you guys, man, it's been a great episode so far, man. For real, here on Talk Pro Wrestling, you guys. But don't go nowhere. Yes, don't go nowhere. The rest of the show, we're we going to continue the rest of the show right after the break, you guys. I got my guy, John, you guys, from our effing show, you guys. Yes, he's the host. He's going to be joining me from Quebec, Canada, you guys. Yes, coming up next here on Talk Pro Wrestling. You need Everyone has something to say, a story to tell. We make it easy to share yours. So let's talk. Regardless of your podcast setup, hit record. And from there, whether your podcast reaches 10 people or 10 million, we can help you get heard wherever listeners are. And who knows, maybe even quit your day job. But no matter who hears you, it's about connecting and sharing something from your perspective. It's about having a voice and using it without anything standing in your way. 
Say it all with Anchor. Yo, you guys, man, welcome back here to Talk Pro Wrestling. Appreciate you guys sticking with me throughout the break. I want to thank my guy, Freddie Hudson, for stopping past here on the 1130 Podcast, Talk Pro Wrestling, man. Awesome time chatting with you. Awesome time chatting with you. But you guys, like I was saying throughout the show, I said my man John is going to be here at the prayers, man. He's from Quebec, Canada. He's joining me right now, you guys. He's the host of our FN show, you guys. He's going to be joining me right now to talk it up, man, with some wrestling, you guys. Uh, the prayers, man, how's it going? Hey, what's up, man? All the way here from uh, Quebec, Canada. Great, yeah. great to be on the eleven thirty podcast. I love what you guys do here. You do a great job, and uh, I always like to be associated with people who work hard. And uh, that's that's what's up, man. I like your stuff, so it's a great, great honor to be here. No problem, man. No problem. That's that that, that means a lot, you know, because I I always say, man, I, I like to continue to surround myself, you know, and connect with you know, like-minded people, you know, who enjoy, you know, the podcast or enjoy what I do. So I enjoy what you do. It's wrestling, man. I love wrestling. So I, I appreciate you, man. I appreciate you. But uh, How's your day going today? Yeah, it's going good, man. Just a normal day here. Uh, the weather's getting a bit nicer here in Canada, finally. So okay, um, we're still under curfew here in, uh, in my area. I have to be, everyone has to be home at 930. You can't okay. be out. So um I guess I could tell you right away, like wrestling, we haven't had shows since March 15th here. There hasn't yeah. been any shows in the province. Oh, man. Yeah, that, that, they got to uh, Yeah, rough. Yeah, they got to suck, man. They got to suck. How's the weather, though, right now, though? The weather, um, well, it's uh, the snow's melted. It's, uh, it's getting a bit nicer. So um, finally getting some T-shirts out and stuff, you know? Okay. Finally getting the barbecue going and whatnot. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's pretty cool, man. That's pretty cool. Once again, like I said, man, thank you for joining me here on the podcast. Uh, for my listeners and viewers who are not familiar with you, um, you mind introducing yourself just a little bit, telling them something about you? Yeah, man. Oh, I'm a commentator for a couple feds in the mostly in the Canadian in the Canadian game. Uh, NSPW is pretty much uh, my home federation. They're based out of Quebec City. Um, I've been commentating there for about five, six years now. It's weird now with the pandemic to like, remember like, I always have to add on like now a year and a bit, how long, but does that even count? So let's just say like five, five, six years <laughs> company. Um, there's these awards that come out about Quebec wrestling and our company has been voted the number one company for like 10 years in a row. Um, we get big guests in there. Uh, we've had Cody Rhodes, um, all kinds of big guests. Uh, the last couple of years, we had uh, quite some guests involved from uh, Ring of Honor. Okay. Uh, Matt Taven has been there. We've had shows too, like we're almost like a thousand people. We're usually between like five, six, seven hundred people. So uh, stuff's going good. I also work in my home city of Montreal. I was working for a Fed called LDDC, um, but I think because their venue got sold because of the pandemic, mm -hmm. I think that might not even be coming back. So I don't know, I might be looking for some bit of work, but um, uh, yeah, man. Uh, also, I used to work for a couple other feds, but you know how the game works, uh, right. move around. I've been in the game for about a decade now. I started out training in a fed called NCW okay. and um, trained, got injured while training quite a bit, then um, moved on to promoting a bit. I um, 
promoted some shows. Call it, uh, my Fed was called PWU. We had um, had some shows. I was affiliated with some other Feds, and basically, long story short, stuff went downhill. And then I started working with the big Feds in Quebec. That was kind of like my my rise up, I guess you could say. But uh, you know, um, I had some big names even on my my shows were like pretty small. I was only three years into wrestling school, and I was already running my own shows. Like I look back on it and I'm like, how, how was I doing that? But we got it done. I had Drew Gulak. We brought him in from Philadelphia. Yeah. Now the guy's a big star in WWE. So I know I always had, a, I think personally, I, I have a good eye for talent. That was maybe the best part of my shows is that I would get these guys that they, they all kind of went on to become like either on the local scene, they went from like, not that known to bigger name or mm -hmm. even a guy like Drew Gulak. See, what I'm not saying that like I knew that, but I knew he was good. I knew he was good enough to bring to Canada. So, you know. hey, that's really cool, man. That's really cool. Real cool stories, man. You say you uh, you've been doing commentary. How did you get in commentary? Well, um, I have my web show, right, which is uh, called RF and Show, mm -hmm. which is also here on YouTube with my buddy Brad Alexis. And we were two guys who knew like he met me because he was a wrestler and he worked on my shows and we became friends. Like we didn't have that like Booker wrestler relationship or whatever you want to say. We were like, we became buddies right away and we were neighbors too. We were both from like the same area. So we started right. hanging out a lot. And then um, he got booked in Quebec city and at NSPW. And then my name was already out there because of RF and show. I was going to the shows in Quebec City. And one day the commentator didn't show up. And we just, I, we tried it. I tried, we tried out to be commentator. And they're like, yeah, you're great, man. So I joined the team. It was the uh, right place, right time, man. That's what I, I tell people. Um, even if you want to get into the wrestling business, if you're not uh, going to be a wrestler, like I trained for years to wrestle. Uh, I even did a couple matches at a place called CTW, but I knew that the injuries I had, I was never going to make it to WWE. So I had to find another way to make my niche in the business. All you got to do is keep showing up at places. There's going to be an opening somewhere. You might get a chance to be a commentator. You might get a chance to be an announcer. I've been announcer sometimes too for, uh, just because the guy didn't show up. And then I, they even kept calling me a couple of feds that I was announcing for, like uh, in-ring style, in the, like announcing the guys. Man. So really, like, that's, what, that's what, they, what it's all about. Perseverance and luck, I guess. And talent, I guess, to a certain extent. Hey, man, that is awesome. That is really awesome because, man, I've been a wrestling fan for a long time. And, you know, I'm in a wheelchair. So I always was like, okay, I know I'm not going to be able to get in the ring. So, I mean, uh, with the podcast, I try to, you know, I even had my own little show at one point where I was just the host of just, you know, just calling matches or, you know, stuff like that. So I never thought, I, you know, I'd meet someone who kind of has some a little similar story to mine. So that's pretty cool, man. That, that's really cool. What started your love for yeah, wrestling? Man. Oh man, uh, wrestling is like my first memory. Um, my parents grew up like in this area, Montreal, there was a really strong wrestling territory. My parents loved wrestling like before WWF even invaded the territory. My mm. parents were already fans. My grandfather loved wrestling. My dad used to go watch wrestling, used to go watch Andre the Giant, 
when he came to North America, like uh, for the first time and stuff, that was in Montreal. My dad used to go to those shows. So okay. my dad used to show me WWF when I was a kid. But what's funny is like he was already not loving wrestling anymore when he was showing it to me because he was never a fan of WWF. He would show it to me because that's the only wrestling that was on. And he would even bring me to go see the shows. But he loved more like he would still watch WCW though. Mm -hmm. So when Nitro started and stuff, then he would got more back into it. But really it was like a family thing. I've been watching wrestling since I'm like five years old. I, I remember watching Royal Rumble 89. Okay. Like, I guess it was the year after it came out on VHS. I remember my parents renting that for me. I must have been like four before being in school. So mm -hmm. like three, four. Amen. Lifelong love, lifelong love wrestling. Hey man, that's what's up. That's what's up. I my my I started watching wrestling about eight years old, man. So that was <laughs> in about 98, 99-ish. So man, ever since then, um, my mom liked it as you know, when she was young, she was a big fan of certain guys, but she got out, she got out of it, and you know, I just I just stayed into it ever since I was a little kid, man. I just I loved it so. That's, that's real awesome to hear. Um, you, you talk about uh, your effing show and about your podcast and how you had great guests on it uh, as far as Drew Gulak and stuff like that. Um, can you tell me about your uh, your show? Yeah, man. Well, we started it, me and my friend Brad Alexis. He's a great wrestler. Um, all the episodes, they're all on YouTube, at Franchise QC on, on YouTube. So anyways, we started it because um, Quebec, we feel, and to a certain extent, it still is, it's like a small, like a bubble, because a lot of the people speak French here. Mm -hmm. So I could compare it. It's not like Mexico where there's like Lucha, like the guys here wrestle exactly the same style as, as everyone else. But it's just the fact that it's in French. Some of like the announcing is in French. Um, some of the wrestlers here, like don't speak a word of English. Mm -hmm. So like, Guy, like fans from the States, it's hard for them to connect with these guys. Um, also, uh, worldwide, like on YouTube, these guys, like we we're trying to get the word of Quebec wrestling on YouTube, basically. That was our vision. And we wanted to make it a big comedy because we we're always joking around. Okay. So at the time we were drinking a lot when we came up with the idea. <laughs> now it's almost two years, I've been sober. But at the time we were drinking a lot. Um, we were trying to live like the old school wrestling life a bit. Like we really loved that idea of drinking on the road and we just lived that life being in the bars. So we would just film ourselves and then talk about wrestling and throw in all the wrestling posters we could find of all the feds around, download them and just throw them in the ads and put out an episode every two weeks to a month. And it was like trying to unite kind of all wrestling in our area together and giving it like a spotlight while kind of promoting ourselves but we didn't try to like put ourselves over that much we tried to make it like mostly like we joke around we make ourselves look stupid one episode i even get arrested for real you see me getting arrested getting oh, wow. a ticket yeah uh, it was like uncensored stuff too uh, all kind of wildness yeah man so that kind of gave me the pre the prez name like I, I was the prez in this fed I was working with IWA Quebec. I was the, that's when I stopped promoting. I was working with this fed IWA Quebec. 
I was like the GM character. So my name is John Prescott. So I thought the Prez, because I wanted to be like a face. Okay. So I thought the Prez, you know, it sounds like a, a cool president name. And I was like a laid back guy. I came out in like tie dye. So then I continued the Prez. Everyone called me the Prez. Even now, like, it's weird. People from my school, they're like, this guy was the Prez in high school. And I'm like, yo, uh, I only started calling myself the Prez. I was like 25. People have, I don't know, the Mandela effect or whatever, but yeah, man. So it was like a big, our fucking show got my name out there and brought me to where I am today. And we just put out a WrestleMania episode, but now we have more ideas, but we can't film how we'd want to film really with the COVID. And now we're working with green screen and stuff. My boy's really getting good at editing. Really, really good, really good. But um, we're limited. So we don't know where it's going from here. And usually we do it to promote shows. There's no shows to promote now. So we just be doing it like, we're going to save our jokes for like, for, for the right time, you know? Okay. Save uh, when we get back on the stage. Get back on the stage. <laughs> Okay, that's pretty cool, man. That's pretty cool. Uh, you talked about how you were just, you know, uh, you 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 were a WWF fan, but you were more. You got into the independent wrestling, also, man. Uh, you know, and you've been working on the independent scene. How, how's Canada independent circuit right now? Yeah, man. So, like I was saying, like um, everything's on lockdown. It's it's sad. Like we okay. have some really really talented guys here, and because of the border restrictions. They can't go to work in the States um, and they're stuck here. There's literally no wrestling going on. You have some guys that are in like the primes of their careers and they've been sitting at home for like a year. The gyms aren't even open here. Oh, wow. Okay. So it's sad, man. Uh, we're really getting excited for stuff to start back up. Like I really encourage like everyone to go check out, uh, you know, independent wrestling TV, IWTV. Yes. It has like, a, it's a grouping of all the indie feds. It's kind of like a Netflix for indie feds. Yes, it That's is. That's where you can see all, pretty much all my work with NSPW is on there. If you want to check it out. Um, you can see like how we do in Quebec. It's really high quality stuff. And um, we get big crowds. Um, I don't want to like talk bad, but one night, remember um, Impact had Bound for Glory in Ottawa, mm. that night in Quebec City, we had our we outdrew their biggest show in the same country. Oh, we had wow. more fans. NSPW. We're like a hidden. It's a hidden gem, Fed man. We've had yeah, like I said, um, big names. We had the Cody Rhodes, uh, Matt Taven from uh, the um, the Kingdom. Mm -hmm. um, at Johnny Gargano. Johnny Gargano did like a whole season where he was like on the shows. Um, okay. That was pretty cool. He'd come in every time. He was a great guy. Uh, Chris Hero. I don't know if you ever seen Chris Hero wrestle, but this guy live, crazy. Yeah. So yo, the scene, um, it really exploded, I would say about 10 years ago. Um, you know, Kevin Owens? Yes, I do. Yeah. This guy, okay, is like the savior or like, I don't know how to explain it. He has a special place in my heart, man. Um, 
when I started getting into wrestling, uh, like started training, that's how I like my introduction to wrestling. Mm-hmm. Kevin Owens was um, already in Ring of Honor, and Ring of Honor is what inspired me to go actually go train because I saw guys like Brian Danielson, Austin Aries, who were about my size. So I was like, maybe I could wrestle. Maybe I won't get to WWE, but maybe I could get to this Ring of Honor fed. Yeah. I started following it like crazy. Um, I've been to at least like 10 Ring of Honor shows. I used to like spend too much money, man, going to like New York City. When Kevin Owens was the champion of, of Ring of Honor, I went to like, I was at the show where he won the belt. I think I was front row. You could see me if you look back on the pay-per-views. If you look on the tape, you see me... Uh, on quite a few of those old Ring of Honor shows. Providence, Rhode Island. I used to travel around following Ring of Honor. I used to love it. Uh, but Kevin Owens, because he's from here, there hadn't been a guy from our indie scene that really like, made his name that big yet. Mm-hmm. So him and El Generico, which went on to be Sami Zayn, both of them are from here. Kevin Owens, I met many times. I was at his last like three shows in Montreal before going to, to WWE, um, it was like, I not only like was I at the shows, one of them I was ring announcer, I mean, uh, ring bell, one of them I was working uh, in the merch. It's all like, all the feds kind of know, we, well, I know all the feds around here. Not everyone gets along in the Montreal scene, but most people are still respected everywhere anyways. Yeah. It's a weird uh, weird thing, the indie, the indie world. Hey man, that's so, great. Everything exploded after he, those two got signed by WWE. The, the spotlight really went on it even more. Mm-hmm. And we have a lot of talent here now, man. Like um, the last people to be signed from here, like uh, Uno and uh, Evil Uno and Stu Grayson from the Dark Order. Yes, sir. I've called at least like 10 of their matches easily. I've at least seen like maybe 100 matches live. <laughs> These guys, like uh, they're really good guys, really cool. Um, they deserve to be where they are, man. These guys have busted their ass to, to get where they are. And what's crazy is um, these guys were doing that gimmick a bit even before AEW started. Like if you go and look at, um, you can look at some NSPW or uh, even when I was working at this other place called um, uh, FLQ, which is on Fight TV, mm-hmm. you can look at some uh, um, Evil Uno or Stu Grayson matches. And they were already starting to develop the Dark Order gimmick before AEW started. Yeah. yeah. And also on uh, NXT and Ever uh, NXT, you have Ever Rise, Matt Martell, and um, Chase 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 Parker. Mm-hmm. I always think of his his indie name, what he was before. These guys are also from here. Um, I've called at least of a. 20 million matches of these guys. <laughs> so our scene is finally getting recognition. Yeah. Okay. And I know yeah. with the whole pandemic right now, it, it do sucks for a lot of guys. That's who are, are in a prime that, you know, can't go nowhere right now. And I know it's a little, you know, lifted up here uh, in, uh, in the States where a lot of guys, could, you know, go you know, and work certain places. Uh, I shout out big with AEW, how they do with, uh, the independent wrestlers because uh, a lot of independent shows and venues are shut down and, and haven't opened up since uh, last year. So, you know, yeah, AEW really helps them out. So that's really dope. As far as, you know, what you were just saying, how you travel, 
Uh, to me, Kevin Owens, man, I always wish I was that big of a wrestling fan that could go to a lot of wrestling events, man, and travel. But that's dope. That's really, really cool. What's your thoughts on the wrestling business now? These days, like, man, um, WWE, I, I still watch the pay-per-views. I still, I always have that nostalgia. And I do love a lot of the wrestlers there, but it's... It feels more like studio wrestling a bit to me with the screens. Yeah, well, yeah. I it's not the same without the crowds. I still yeah. love the wrestling, but you know what? I've been watching a bit less of um, a bit less mainstream wrestling and watching back the old territories, man. Hey, hey, that, that that's true. Cause uh, right before this whole WWE Network thing kind of like messed all it up, I was I, I watched more of the old school. I was watching a lot of old school stuff from like 06. I was I think I was just getting into like the year 07 right now. But yeah, you know, man. It, it it's difficult. It, it really is difficult watching you know with the screens and stuff. How, how, how do you adjust with that? Do you like it or do you prefer just uh, like impact? Like they got no one in the yeah, in the like audience. just nobody. Yeah. I, you know, I, I get more and more used to it, but I, in the end of the day, man, for me, wrestling, the crowd is so part of it because how can a guy know, how can you tell if a guy is really doing his job if you're not getting the feedback from the fans? Like wrestling is the best because the fans, if it's done right, the fans tell you if you're doing it right, just by getting out of their seat and screaming their heads off. That's the best customer survey you could take. But you take that element out of it, and then it's basically like, they're like, well, we want you to like this guy, so we're gonna portray this guy as a, uh, a fan favorite. And whether no one cheers or not, we're just gonna keep going that direction. So when the fans come back, it might be like, the fans weren't even cheering for this guy who was a face, you know? Like, it's gonna be, it's gonna be yeah. a, you know what? I'm happy, when the fans do come back though, that's, I am so excited for the fans to come back. Yeah. I loved WrestleMania, just for the fans being at WrestleMania. I loved it, I loved it. Yeah, I, I loved it. It was it was an awesome uh, uh, visual to see, because I haven't seen them in a, in a while. I think the last WWE show, uh, was was actually here in DC where it was you know it was fans here it was a Monday Night Raw so that was that was a cool feeling to see. Um, yeah, literally I, the last one was oh wow. Yeah. The last one yeah. was literally in DC. Wow. Yeah, that's crazy. That's, that's like, I, oh, how do you feel about like we? Do you think it's something that's missing as far as wrestling nowadays? Oh man, like the fans is. It's it hurts the fans that the fans can't be there. Also, the fact that like, you know, like touring, like going to a live show definitely keeps people's interest. Or it like, if you go to Raw, you're gonna like watch Raw probably like without fail for the next two three months. Like you're not gonna miss an episode just because like you were there. You're gonna be like you're. You, it brings your fandom up to like a peak, you know being like live at the live show fans not having that interaction your interest is definitely going to dissipate to a certain level yeah it is it is isn't it? you know it's, it's pretty it's pretty difficult to watch you know like uh throughout this whole uh 
pandemic, it was kind of like, okay, like, you know, the, the Thunderdome was pretty cool for a moment, but. Right, yeah, like, like when it's new, it's cool. It yeah, was. yeah, yeah, it was new, it was cool. Now it's like, okay, saw fans at WrestleMania now. I'm looking forward to get, you know, getting fans back in the stadiums. I'm, I'm trying to see how long that is going to be because, man, the energy and everything that uh, brought out that raw emotion at WrestleMania was pretty cool to see. We haven't seen that in a long time. Um, yeah, but, and but, wrestling in its, wrestling is really supposed to be at its heart a live entertainment. Like, in the old days, wrestling on TV was like job matches mostly. You'd get a couple matches, but it was an infomercial to drive you to go see the shows. And in the territory days, any wrestling that would be on your TV would come to a town within 100 miles of you, like within two weeks, you'd have a show. It mm -hmm. was really, the TV was really driving the live show, that's really what wrestling is all about. The essence of wrestling is really the interaction between the fans. Mm -hmm. uh, with, with wrestling fans, you know, maybe coming back and stuff like that. Of course, we miss them, and that's what that's what wrestling needs. It's fans. But with they, with with today's age, uh, today's age, and you know, with social media and stuff, uh, do you feel like uh, the fans dictate, you know, wrestling, you know, now as much as they did back in the days? I, I think that the fan, I think that the, the big companies try to listen to the fans, but I think they need to hire fans, hire some fans and get some, get some ideas. Okay. Get some ideas from people who aren't just writers or, TV writers, like, give the fans what they want. I mean, I think they try to give the fans. I don't think that they're not trying to give the fans what they want, mm -hmm. but I think that it's it's missing the mark. It's too clean. It's too overproduced. Okay. I think the fans want raw... They want to see their guys go at it. They want to see, they want to see wrestling in the ring. They want to see more uh, people getting it done. Action, less promos, less joking around. Okay. Less yeah. trying to make it like uh, an HBO series. These guys aren't actors. These guys are athletes. Let's let them do what they do best. Okay. You're right about that. You gotta let them go out there and just, you know, see where it goes because you, you go out, let them go out there. You give them a script. You know, sometimes it go this way, sometimes it go that way. Um, yeah, and and I was also more speaking, you know, because um, the fans, you know, kind of so uh, more so would change the direction of a storyline or a story that may be going on. Um, I'm gonna say mainstream, uh, you know, wrestling because of how they may feel. You know, they don't necessarily let it play out. You know, back in the days, it was more so. You know, we let it play out. We let it build, sort of. And, you know, when, you know, the fans doesn't like, you know, stuff nowadays, they complain about it and, you know, they change it. So it's like, it, you know, but I, I've never been a wrestling promoter. You have. So I don't know. You know, like it's like, you know, you think you know what the fans want and then they change. They turn around and be like, no, we don't like that guy. We like this guy. You know, that's like uh, bringing, you know, when you bring the fans back in, um, 
maybe three months from now. They're going to be cheering the hell out of Roman Reigns instead of booing him. Exactly. You know, like they, they booing him in the Thunderdome, but they're going to be cheering the mess out of him when, you know, because this is the best version we have seen Roman Reigns, you know. So that's why I was like, you know, the fans in a way were sort of dictated, you know, because you got um, the button that they pushing, you know, oh, we'll boo this or boo that, you know, it's, you know, yeah, I, well. saw that's, the, that's... I saw a video of what that was and it instantly made me never want to do it because it sounds too like, yeah, I don't want to be told what to do. Exactly. Exactly. So, I mean, like I've been, in, I, I experienced with the Thunderdome. I mean, they also, you know, tell you, you know, you know, express how you feel. Yeah. Right. I mean, but you know, I, I don't know. I don't know, but I can't wait to see the fans back. I really can't though. Um, though, but, uh, what fans right now is AEW. They got some fans right now. What's your, what's your thoughts on AEW? AEW, um, they've got some great potential uh, potential for some great matchups. Um, I think that there's some growing pains, but it's still a very new company, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, they don't even have, like, their video game out yet, which... I know a lot of people are going to say that that isn't a big thing, but I think if they put out a strong video game, remember back in the day when WCW put out World Tour? Yes. That was a big part of turning the people's fandom from WCW, from WWF to WCW. Mm-hmm. People started getting their eyes on WCW because they had better video games. Yeah. You the kids about, love the video games, man. Like, you right about that one. And that, WWE, that's one part where they've dropped the ball. AEW, they got to just fill the voids where WWE is missing it. That's what I think they got to do. Okay. Okay. Uh, like, one thing I think it's really good, like, guys like Orange Cassidy, Jungle Boy, Darby Allen, WWE never gets those young guys like that john silver i put him in there you know what i mean they're they look like guys wwe would only sign in like 10 years but the fact that they're that young is gonna go get those teenagers mm-hmm. You're right about that wwe right now they don't have that character that is cool for teenagers like when i was in high school we had austin the rock dx those were cool. People could wear that to school. And if someone didn't like it, you could tell them to suck it. And everyone else thought it was funny. So you were still cool. Exactly. You know exactly. what I mean? The Attitude Era was cool for teenagers. Mm-hmm. I think AEW can go grab that demographic for sure. They might not grab the big, the big piece of the pie, but I mean, Pepsi and Coke. They're both always going to exist, right? They're, one's not going to necessarily put one or the other out, but they're both still fighting to grab the bigger piece of the pie. So I think yeah. uh, there's room for both. There's definitely room for both. And I watch it all the time. Uh, yeah. I love that there's a lot of Canadian wrestlers there. And yeah. I think it gives more hope for guys from Canada to get signed on the big leagues. Yeah, you're right. You are right about that. Uh, the video game aspect of it, uh, they did make that announcement, I believe it was earlier this year. So uh, um, I'm looking forward to it because WWE did kind of drop the ball, especially in the last couple of years with the video game. Yeah. Um, you know, so, you know, I, 
I think one thing about WWE video game expect that I think that the major draw, but the major draw, the ball drop in their video games is where they had uh, they had the actual guys talk in the game, you know, instead of you know reading the words down on the screen. And right. I, you know, and and this goes back to what you were saying how uh, AEW is more you know, trying to grab the teenager in WWE is not. You remember back in the day, like you just said, Stone Cold, Suck It, Triple H, all those guys, you know, now you got, you know, uh, characters that are more kitty or trying to be, yeah. you know, it, it, it's, it's not really, it's not working. So um, for AEW, man, I'm, I'm looking for it. I'm looking, you know, towards it and I love what they're doing. You know, I love what they're doing um, and stuff. I'm looking forward to uh, next week that big, uh, Blood. Um, uh, blood like and guts. Yeah, blood and guts. It's gonna be like the why? It's missing me. It's escaping me. Yeah, it's gonna. It's supposed to be somewhat like the uh, NXT uh, War Games. War Games, exactly. War Games, which I'm a big, big fan of the old school War Games. So, let's mm. see what they do. Okay. Yeah. Let's see what they do. Let's see what they do. But you guys, man, we gonna move on here on Talk Pro Wrestling. Um, yeah, the mainstream wrestling is pretty cool though. But uh, I, I want to ask you. Why is it? Why is Raw so difficult to watch? I think the three hours doesn't help. Um, okay. And we, I don't want to like talk too bad about it, but one major problem I've noticed in the last couple of years is like they'll base the show around this overarching storyline that has no payoff at the end. Like um, not only on Raw necessarily, but WWE in general, like, remember um, Retribution? Yes. <laughs> the whole show was based on the storyline, and then it oh, went Gretchen. literally nowhere. Yes. Mm-hmm. Like, they were building this as if it was going to, like, somehow, like, go against possibly the whole company or at least try to go get a belt. Like, no one did anything. Mm-hmm. Now... They got Donovan uh, Dijak and um, Mason T-Bar. Mm-hmm. These guys are good. They're now repackaging them as uh, LOD. Mm. Re- kind of, right? Yeah. That's what I'm seeing them as. <laughs> I, I, I really I really don't like the fact that they're repackaging. I mean, I still call Do- Dominic Dijakovic Dominic Dijakovic now that he got the mask right. off. Exactly. It just, it just doesn't make sense to me for me to call him T-Bar. I mean, Mace, yeah, Mace is cool, even though that's Dion Madden, though. But, I mean, hey, this is his first time being an on-screen character. I mean, for me, I mean, maybe. But, hey, he's Mace. But, I mean, I, I really don't like it. You know, it's kind of like messed up what they did with Mia Yim. So, maybe I heard. Uh, yeah, that too. Uh, yeah, I heard maybe some uh, rumors that maybe they, they took her out of the situation and maybe bringing her over to the SmackDown brand to kind of introduce her into the women's fray, which would be great because it really sucked what they did with her with that and everything. So I understand what you mean. I, I really do. It, it's really hard. Uh, back in 2012, I was really a big fan, probably the only fan of the three hours, you know, because I just couldn't get enough two hours. I was just that big of a fan. Two hours just go by that quick. And which is cool. And, you know, like, and with three hours now, I'm pretty sure it's really hard to write a story. I'm pretty, it probably ain't, but the bullshit that they do now, and it's just hard to just sit and enjoy and watch. Uh, but yeah, I, it's just. No, crazy. for sure, man. Uh, three, it's not, the three hours isn't inherently bad. Like, if it was three hours of great wrestling, that would be great. Like, but maybe it's just hard to hit a home run like every week. But these guys are supposed to be the best of the best, right? And it's not the guys in the ring. 
I think it's not enough, not enough wrestling. I would, if I was going to say what could fix the problem, take off half the promo time and change that to wrestling and let's see what we get. Is, is, is that the main reason why NXT thrives? Indeed. Uh, I'm a, I'm quite a big fan of NXT. Um, but it's gotten a bit more promo-y lately. <laughs> yeah. And I've gotten a bit less into it, I would say. <laughs> yeah, it has. It has because it's now it's on our main network t- television now. So, and of course, they, you know, I, I understand with the promos. You, you, you want the guys and the girls to connect with the audience. I do. But, uh, man, I mean, why can't we just start freaking Raw or SmackDown with just wrestling? Why, why, why do we Started have to... with a hot cruiserweight match. Exactly. Why do we have to be a 20, 15-minute drawn-down promo that doesn't mean nothing? So it's just... It's, it's, it's crazy. It's like the concept of... Um, when you sit down, if you put on football, the game starts at 7. You're not sitting there watching... Uh, the quarterback talks for 20 minutes before the game starts. You want to start the action. Mm. And I also find that if they would start it right on the hour, it would make it seem like more of a legitimate sport like that. Like, hmm. hockey doesn't, the game doesn't just start at 8 when it's supposed to start at 7 because they were talking to each other for 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. There should be more, like, rigid time, you know? I think that that could help. Yeah, it really could, man. It really could. Uh, but you guys, man, we're going to move on here on uh, the 11.30 Podcast Talk Pro Wrestling. And Press, you mentioned that you're a wrestling promoter and you've been doing your thing in wrestling promotions. Uh, what's your favorite wrestling promotion right now, uh, just in general? Well, um, I would say UWF slash Mid-South, but it's defunct fed, right? <laughs> I've been really having fun watching old wrestling, man. These days on YouTube. Yeah. Um, but as far as the current Fed to watch, my favorite Fed right now, like today, there's only AEW and WWE to pick, right? Yeah. So I'm going to go with WWE. I mean, I enjoy watching Dynamite, but I can't watch. I can't sit through Dark, man. Oh, I no. It, oh, it's oh. too long. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I had a couple of guys who were on the podcast where um, even they they were independent wrestlers and they were on dark. You know, that was all cool and you know stuff like that. But far as you know, weekly to try to watch dark, I, I can't do it because it's like sixteen to fifteen matches, and maybe maybe three of those matches have somewhat some bit of a story. I can't exactly. do it. I can't do it. No. So I, I don't have that. time, I, man. Yeah, I really don't. <laughs> you know, I don't. So I'll catch uh, Dynamite, and at the bottom, they tell me who won, who lost. So exactly, and, and, and it's normally, you know, basically the same people. It's always kind of like the preparation for what is going on that week on Dynamite. So I mean, hey, uh, you know, so I, I I understand what they got. Dark Elevation and AW Dark, it, it's cool, but and I think the only reason why they got those two shows on or still on YouTube is because of the pandemic. Because I believe they were already going to have like a second show on TNT, but they were just trying to figure out what day because of the ending surrounding that. So, but yeah, yeah, exactly, man. That's it. Like, I it feels like these guys are like in a holding pattern on these YouTube shows, and there's a lot of good wrestlers on there, and I will watch it, especially because I've seen some guys that I've called their matches or guys I've met at shows. If it's ever those guys, 
I'll watch for sure. Or if it's a guy that I personally am a fan of, I'll watch most of the time, but I can't watch the whole show. It's too inconsequential for me, you know? Mm-hmm. But right. WWE, I like the pay-per-views. Like, honestly, with all, if all else fails, even if I'm like, okay, I'm not even going to watch WWE for like a week or whatever, and then I watch the pay-per-view, it's somewhat entertaining, like I'll, but I take it such with a grain of salt that it's whatever, man. Yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah, I understand, man. Like uh, with, with Raw and SmackDown, I always come in about thirty minutes to an hour late. That way, I can just fast forward straight through the commercials because a lot of it just be bull crap or they just trying to recap of what we saw last week. And I understand they're also trying to get the new viewer. We get that, but I mean, for a guy who's been watching for the last. 50 weeks. You don't need to remind me what I happened know. last week and the week before. So. Another thing on Raw or SmackDown that I don't like that they used to not do is that they constantly show replays of what already happened in the show. It's like, look, show it once or twice, but don't keep showing replays of the same bump, the same guy going through the table. Like, we get it. We get it, you know? Yeah, man. It's crazy. There's a lot of time. There's a lot of mismanagement of time on that show. That's what I would say. Yeah, it really is, man. It really, really is. And yo, the prayers, man. I appreciate you stopping past here and uh, chatting with me here on Talk Pro. Yo, Wrestling. my pleasure, man. Hey, this was this was awesome. This was fun, man. Before you go, any questions you have for me? Any shout outs? Anything you'd like to say? Yeah, man. Um, I'd like to say uh, it's been a great, great experience. I'm, I'll be uh, keep following uh, the 1130 podcast for sure. When wrestling comes back on, man, uh, you got to start. Uh, I'll, I'll send you the links of what's going on. Okay. Um, for the fans out there, like I said, who want to check out my work, you can get, if you have IWTV, I think if you sign up, you get a free week right away. Yeah. You get a free week. Mm-hmm. So you can just check it out for free. It's, NSPW North Shore Pro Wrestling. I'm a commentator there. Um, the Facebook for RF and Show is uh, RFR O-U-R-F-I-N-G Show. That's uh, we got a big Facebook following because that's the thing. Twitter's not that popular in Canada. I don't know why, but everyone's like Facebook heads up in Canada. <laughs> so I have Twitter. My Twitter's J O H N P R E four five five three one four twenty that's my twitter i'm on twitter but i don't have that much followers or whatnot because not that much people use twitter in canada it's really i don't know like back in the day we had msn messenger yeah everyone in the states you guys had like aim or something it's like Canada is just weird like that. <laughs> and all the episodes of uh, RF and show, you can watch them on, at Franchise QC on YouTube. All right, man. All so right. please check out NSPW and uh, show some love to the Canadian wrestling. Um, personally, uh, when the pandemic is over, I'm definitely going to be heading down to the States. I can't wait to head down to the States when the borders open. So maybe I'll head down to an indie show and uh, come down to meet you one day, bro. Hey, man, that'd be awesome. That'd be really, really awesome, man. I can't wait, man, for real. So, yo, man, the press, it was an honor to chat with you. It was an honor to meet you with you. Uh, stay safe in Quebec. Can't wait for everything to open up so you can get back to work, man. So uh, I love it, man. So thank you for joining me this week on the 1130 Podcast Talk Pro Wrestling. Yes, sir.
Yo, man. Yo, the press, man. It was a great time chatting with you, man. Great, great time chatting with you. All the way, man, from Quebec, Canada. It was great. Uh, I had uh, Spurdy LaFleur on, and, you know, uh, he was a great on the show, and uh, you saw that show, and uh, it was down to be on the podcast this week, so it was an awesome time chatting with you, man, from uh, Canada. Like I said, uh, in the podcast, just like you said, man, each and every week, I, I pray, man, to continue to uh, uh, meet and talk, chat with people here on the podcast, man. It's like-minded and it's willing to grow, man, and also it's wrestling, so, hey, I love it. I really, really love it. Keep doing your thing, man. It was nothing but street facts. He was speaking on the podcast. I definitely got to get you on. And when the border opened up, man, because I, I got to suck, man, for a lot of guys who are in their prime and there's wrestling right now that can't really get into it. Um, I know that AEW does look out for a lot of, you know, independent guys because a lot of, you know, places are not open. But uh, yeah, man, I, I don't think I really, uh, I don't think I knew that one right there, that the border was still not open, you know, with everything that's going on right now. But man, uh, for Canada and in the States, man, that's crazy though. But man, I, I can't wait to have you back on the press, man, to chop it up with you, man. Cause uh, man, I love, I love the story about me back in the days, man. I had my own little wrestling show where, man, I used to look at the wall and just, you know, uh, the wall would be my camera and I just go at it and call wrestling matches or I'd be, well, we're back here, you guys on this show. So it's just like, and I really, I don't think I've been to an independent wrestling show. So I know, man, that me just showing up and me going and just saying, yo, I got a podcast and I do this and I do that, you know, I know the opportunity will present itself and that'll be great, you know, just how you just, you know, it just, it didn't fall into your life. I think it was destined, it was meant for you, man. So keep doing that. So I can't wait till you get back to your work, man. Great, great show, man. Great show. And also, man, shout out to my man, Freddie Hudson for stopping past here on the 1130 Podcast Talk Pro Wrestling earlier on in the show, man. Man, what a week and what an episode. For real, man. What a, what an episode. Yo, you guys, man, before I go, man, before I go, don't forget, you guys, to follow the 1130 Podcast on all social media platforms. Follow me on Twitter, at Dre on Wheels. Follow me on Instagram, at the 1130 Podcast. Like the 1130 Podcast on Facebook. Subscribe. Yes, subscribe to the 1130 Podcast on YouTube. Get it? And uh, uh, the 1130 Podcast Talk Pro Wrestling. You guys, if you're listening to me on Spotify, hit that notification bell so you don't miss an episode. And on Apple Podcasts, leave a five-star rating in the review. I appreciate it so, so much, you guys. And also, the 1130 Podcast, the main podcast each and every Wednesday, you guys, on EB Radio and YouTube streaming at 1130 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Get that EB Radio app, you guys, man. For real, you're looking for some dope new music, man. Some great podcasts to listen to. And all that, man. For real. EB Radio. Get it now, for real. <laughs> and yo, man, the new episode of my documentary, you guys, will return next sunday you guys next sunday may 9th bro. so uh hey that's gonna be great that's gonna be great what a great episode man. for real hope everybody enjoyed smackdown tonight we got the travel chief going up against daniel bryan for the universal championship if daniel loses so he out so i'm pretty sure he's gonna lose uh it's kind of like writing him off tv right now because he's a part-time he's about to probably go off to you know be a dad and chill with his family right now but uh oh man oh man Kenny Omega is the Impact Champion and the AEW Champion. I did one at Rebellion this past Sunday. Like I said, my man, uh, my man, uh, the press, man. Raw is just, man, oh, man. Ooh. Yo, man, it's enough for this week, you guys. I'm about to be head on out of here. Yo, it's your man, Dre, a.k.a. Dre on Wheels, and I'm out. I'm from the city, yeah. D.C. <laughs>
that's where I'm from, 1130 Podcast, Dre, your wheels, he is the new one Let's get it, yeah Who with me? Let's get it, yeah with me, yeah I'm from the city DC, that's where I'm from, 1130 Podcast, Dre, your wheels, he is the one He the one, nigga, let's get it baby he the one with me, so yeah. breeze, baby. Let's get it. You know with me. It. Yeah, they gon' hate, but they ain't stopping this. I'ma keep making hits. Dre and Wills, you know it ain't no copying. Was you sitting there on the carpet with us? Yeah, we knew we had some options. We blessed. We don't got no problems. Speak something that I gotta be honest. Told him he was gon' 